0: Head on over to morgandwilliams.com newsletter and putting your best email to get first in line for valuable resources that I share on how you can fill your calendar with sales meetings and your pipeline with opportunities. Now let's start today's show.
1: Welcome to the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. This is the place where you'll find real conversations with real sales leaders about how you can leverage sales technology to get ahead of the pack. Improve your sales numbers by taking advantage of emerging technology before your competitors get there first. They'll share everything from the trends they're seeing in the marketplace to actionable strategies that you can use to make more sales today. So if you're ready for a value-packed interview, listen Listen on. Here's your host, Morgan Williams.
0: Welcome to the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Morgan Williams, and today I have the pleasure of interviewing Derek Homan. Derek is the co founder of Median. Median allows you to put a call to action on your website and lets inbound leads connect with a salesperson immediately when they have the highest level of interest in your product or service. Using Median, your sales team can double the amount of demos that they book. Derek, pleasure to have you on the show. How are you doing today?
2: I'm doing great, and thank
0: you so much for having me. Absolutely. Can you kind of walk us through your background and how it's led to what you're doing
2: now over at Median? Sure. So coming out of college back in 2007, I started out as a technical recruiter. I was recruiting folks in the IT industry, and I did that for a little bit, and then eventually actually took a job over at LinkedIn um, working on the customer support side of things and was there through some pretty crazy growth. I Was in the first, you know, three hundred employees or so there, and then um, was there for almost eight years. And throughout that time, we grew to over nine thousand employees. And then I took on kind of more responsibilities throughout that time that I was there, where we were working with teams across various parts within the company and that sort of thing. And eventually left there after the IPO and after you know experiencing just a lot of personal growth and company growth. Then I eventually went to a company uh, here in Omaha called Flywheel, and Flywheel makes managed WordPress hosting for designers and creatives. And I headed up the customer support team there as well and got to see some crazy growth there as well. And so it was pretty interesting. We were you know, 30 people when I started and was there for a year and a half and then grew to about 100 or so. And then left in June of 2017 with one of the other folks who was on our engineering team there to start Median. And so we originally started building a product that was focused on customer support teams. And we have a product right now that. Focuses directly on those. It's called Cobrowse, and we license that software to a lot of customer service software companies. And then, as we were looking at building out additional revenue lines, we thought, you know, what are some things that we have that are particularly good for us to leverage to build out an additional product that would be complementary? And what are some things that we personally know um, are pain points that we could solve? And for us, it was the, the sales use case. So um, I've been doing all the sales for us. We. Uh, and at, at Flywheel, my co-founder um, spent a lot of time doing technical marketing and building funnels for our uh, inbound sales team. And so we had this really robust real-time engine that we had with our co-browsing technology. And so uh, we decided to leverage that to build out second product, which is a screen sharing for sales teams product. And that's what we're really excited about. We're actually just private beta right now with about 50 companies. And have seen some pretty amazing results so far and really excited about it. And what it allows you to do is Allows you to put a call to action on your website or tie it to a contact us form and allows you to have a qualified lead immediately connect with the salesperson if they're available. So rather than have them call into a phone number or fill out a contact us form, and then who knows when they get back to them, we can connect them immediately when they have the highest level of interest in your, in your product. And we're kind of uniquely positioned to be able to do this by this kind of real-time engine that we've built over the past two years or so. So uh, that's where we're at now. We have a lot of kind of cool stuff that's upcoming with the product, and we can talk about that a little bit later. But that's kind of median, and that's kind of where I started and how we've kind of gotten into the sales industry. Absolutely.
0: That's an impressive track record. And I definitely want to know, I mean, working for LinkedIn in the earlier days and seeing that incredible growth, and then working for Flywheel and seeing growth there as well, how has that shaped your approach? to building median? And what types of lessons have you learned from those experiences?
2: So I mean, both companies have incredible growth. Flywheels after we've left, has also continued to grow at an incredible pace. And obviously, most people probably know of LinkedIn and getting bought by Microsoft. But it was interesting because both companies have different ways of kind of building their company and being growth focused. And it's interesting, they're both like really valuable. And so LinkedIn, for example, when I started when we were almost 300 employees, when they kind of first started hiring some salespeople. So it was pretty long. Like they, they wanted to have a product that had a substantial amount of data before you could actually sell it. That's just kind of how professional or social network like that works. And then all of a sudden it became very sales focused. So by the time I left, uh, when it was 9,000 employees, more than half of those were salespeople. You know, they went very aggressive down the hiring of a sales team and then into a whole bunch of different verticals. And so you saw that and they kind of, success they had with that. And the revenue growth that came with that was pretty crazy. And LinkedIn in particular is, is weird because there's, there's a lot of different components. Like A lot of the customers are focused on outbound sales, but so much of the sales at LinkedIn were inbound sales because so many people who were you know recruiters or salespeople would be clamoring for other products and other things that can help them generate more revenue. And obviously, LinkedIn was one of the ones that could help do that. When we went to Flywheel. Flywheel is the same way. You know, Flywheel spent several years just building out the product and just taking inbound sales requests, and was very product focused, very just kind of word of mouth building a brand. Spent a lot of time building a brand um, before building out a sales team, and really tried to differentiate themselves from you know the ease of use and telling the story and um, and kind of how they're different and that sort of thing. And that was like one of the things that was like an eye opener to me was. The flywheel, the storytelling and how they make people's lives easier when it comes to hosting, which is traditionally a pretty boring company. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's amazing because it's like you're talking about hosting and it's it's a boring industry and you're talking about servers and that sort of thing. And they don't talk about servers at all. I mean, you look at it and it's all talking about people and how they make your life easier, what the workflows are like and, and that sort of thing. And that was like an eye-opening thing to me because like I think it's really easy just to talk about here's all the features that we have and here's all the Things that we can do, and what people really want to understand is, you know, at a high level, like, are you building a product that is for me? And a lot of that comes through the storytelling. So, much more storytelling from the flywheel side than the LinkedIn side, where LinkedIn had just kind of this big momentum that was on its side that was kind of easy to capitalize on. And, And Flywheel was, you know, spent a lot of time kind of building that groundwork, that kind of foundation, and then started kind of the sales function. And now they're going pretty hard in the paint on sales as well, and they're seeing pretty good success. So, kind of a little bit different tactics on both sides. And, you know, we, you know, strive to kind of take some of those and use them for our business and and where applicable. And, you know, there's other things that we'll do that are applicable to our business that probably neither of them do, but um, it was great to be in those situations and kind of learn from companies that have been successful and are continuing to be successful because you can't get that experience anywhere else.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. It seems like you had two kind of once-in-a-lifetime experiences. I'm sure you treasure those as very valuable working at both those companies. A quick follow-up on that. I want to know, it seems like the similarity here is this, this original focus on growth, storytelling, building a brand, really gaining the customer's trust, kind of before flipping over to sales and selling to that market, selling to that audience. At what point do you know hey, when is it time to kind of flick that switch and shift gears with strategy like that?
2: That's tough. I mean, I, I don't know if I have a, a great answer and can tell you exactly when's the right time to do it. I think it's kind of, a, it ends up being a, from, you know, my experience, it's been a bit of a slow transition where they will kind of start dipping their toe in the water with certain verticals or certain industries that they are seeing pretty good traction in. And mm-hmm. then, you know, kind of focusing on bringing on one or two salespeople, focusing their And then kind of building out. So they might have a team that's focused on like small SMBs and then kind of work their way up to enterprise or with Flywheel, for example, they focus really heavily on agencies and then, you know, started working more on enterprise deals as well. But I think it's one of those things where like when people start talking about your company in a way of like, this makes my life easier. This makes me more productive. And you can kind of, you know, you start getting this gut feeling that there's at least some segment of people out there that their life would be worse off, their job would be harder if they didn't have our product. Mm -hmm. And I think once you kind of get to that point is where you feel like you can probably start doubling down on the sales piece, because the best way to sell a product, number one, is have a good product to sell. Um, And so both of those products, you know, kind of went down that path of like, you know, we need to have something that's unique, something that makes people's lives easier. And then once we have that, it, we're we are arming that salesperson with the number one best thing they could have when it comes to trying to sell a product, which is a good product. And then there's a million other things you can do to optimize and sell better. You know, hire great quality salespeople, coach um, junior salespeople to be better. But there's no substitute for having a great product that makes people more productive because you know, in some ways, it'll help sell itself. And then you just kind of add fuel to the fire by having people that can properly communicate that and tell the story and and be reaching out to the right people and educating the right people about your product, that just helps accelerate the growth on top of that.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Finding that listening to the hyper-responsive and responsive segments of your audience sounds like your customers or your users start to become your best salespeople as they kind of fuel that word of mouth and fuel that chatter about your company in the marketplace. Very interesting. Exactly. As you're building out median and you're kind of listening to the market, putting more of a focus on salespeople or sales teams as your audience, what types of trends are you seeing right now in marketing and sales technology?
2: That's a good question. If you're selling a a piece of software whether it's a saas software or you know really any piece of software and you have an online presence which i would imagine you would if you're software it is hyper competitive it is it is insanely competitive and when you see a lot of these sdr teams who are now required to respond to inbound requests in 5 minutes or less or instantaneously because you know you don't want someone else to go to another site or look at a competitor and start getting excited about something else like you want to connect with them immediately and so The immediacy in which a salesperson now needs to connect with a potential lead is probably the biggest factor. And this is actually part of the reason we're just building our product the way we are. That is the number one thing. You don't want anyone else to leave. Like they come to your website, they're clearly at least interested in knowing more about your product. And so sometimes they're scrolling your site, sometimes they're filling out a contact us form. They're interested in your product, they're spending time researching it. And so. Um, You've seen some people go down the path of using chatbots to like qualify leads and kind of, you know, use that as a a greeter for someone who is interested. I'm less kind of bullish on the the chatbot piece because I think chatbots, they can kind of do the job, but, you know, they can also super fail. We've experimented with that ourselves before we started kind of building this product. And when somebody has a quick question or something that a chatbot isn't able to decipher, it can go off the rails really quickly. And that causes frustration. And you go from someone who's interested in your product to now associating some sort of frustration with your product. We've gone down the path of, you know, we're not trying to build a chatbot. What we're trying to do is make it really easy for you to, as a sales lead, to connect with an actual human being or schedule a meeting with a human being. And so we're building a platform that allows you to qualify sales leads, only let qualified sales leads connect with your salespeople and connect with them immediately if that's what they want. I mean, if you have a phone number or a contact us form on your site and you have a sales team, there's no reason you shouldn't have the ability for someone to just connect immediately and do you know, a screen share or just an audio call with them. Yeah. Um, and we kind of want to work through the entire sales workflow um, beyond just kind of instant demos sort of thing. That's the whole thing is like, if someone's on your site and they're interested in your product, you need to find a way to connect with them immediately. Some people think chatbots are the right way to do that. I very much do not think that's the right way to do that. But the number one overarching theme is that getting connected with that person and having a conversation with that person in as short of order as possible is the number one thing that will help um, get them more interested in your product and get them more likely to actually buy your product.
0: Absolutely. I mean, a lot of times you just want to talk to somebody. You just need to talk to like, when, I know that I call a business that has one of the, you know, a, a big phone tree, whatever it is, a bank, insurance company. The best feeling is when you dial zero and you get someone on the phone immediately. Oh yeah. That is how it should be if you want to deliver the most outstanding customer service. And, and now it's like, you don't see that. And chatbots are, I think they have their place. They're good to catch some things, but yeah, that net is only so wide. Yep. For sure, of questions they can field. I know the technology is still a little nascent, but and it, it will get better, of course, but nothing can really replace that that real human being in yeah. sales.
2: I don't think anyone's ever said. I mean, because chatbots at this point are essentially a text-based IVR, like a call tree. That, like you said, and I don't mm-hmm. think I've ever talked to anybody who's called into their bank and gone through a call tree and said, "Man, that was a pleasant experience." Man, yeah, I, would, right? I would love to, you know, press nine to talk to the accounts receivable department and mm-hmm. you know go through that. And a chatbot is, you know, just a, a different version of that. You know, if you don't have someone there, that's definitely a way to you know, try and staff something 24 seven but do you really want to like make someone frustrated if they ask the chatbot something that the chatbot can't handle which i guarantee is going to happen a good chunk of the time but i mean that's the number one thing is like like you want to make it as frictionless as possible you want to make you want to set proper expectations and most importantly in, in sales this time these days is that you want to get in contact with the person immediately i actually had i called twilio the other day because we use twilio behind the scenes to power some stuff And you call their phone number and they have a person just pick up immediately, like literally like one ring. And then somebody just picks up and they're like, it's a salesperson, but like, Hey, like, what can I help you with? What can I sell you basically? And you're like, well, I mean, I've never, you know, very rarely have I just called somewhere and immediately a salesperson just picks up and is able to kind of help navigate through that process. It was Mm -hmm. super refreshing. It was great.
0: Yeah. It's, it's kind of like shades of local businesses, you know, back in the day when, you just walk in or you call and they pick up and they just help you out. They help you with your unique problem. And if they can't help you, they direct you to someone who can. It's just like that that personal touch on sales that is in demand, but is decreasing. It's taking a back seat to automation and efficiency. And I think there's a what you guys are building is really closing that gap and kind of bringing the humanity back to it. And the thing is, like, I feel like businesses a lot of times don't want to do that because they don't want to have to deal with the staffing of having someone field the phone so much. But a lot of people just like being able to do that, to have that option. They may not call in all the time and and kind of abuse that kind of uh, availability or that feature, but they want to know that they can connect with someone you know, they want to know that
2: you're there for them, even when they don't need it. So
0: yeah, I can definitely see there being
2: a lot of demand for that. We definitely want to make it to where it's, it's, if you have the staff available to take a call immediately or take, you know, in our case, we drop you into a a room where you can have just an audio call with the ability to do a screen share in a super lightweight way. But we also want to have it like, if you don't have staff available, how do you still capture those incoming leads? And Mm -hmm. so we're basically making a version that allows you to have a smart contact form that can qualify those leads as well. So only the right people are talking to your salespeople. So that's the difference between having a phone number, which anyone who calls in will talk to a salesperson versus mm. a, more of a smart contact form that can say, Hey, like if you sell enterprise software and someone comes in and you know, fills out your form and said they you know, are a one to 10 person company, that's not your ideal customer they probably shouldn't get connected with your salesperson so maybe you serve them up a you know a youtube video of a demo instead or or even just like you're you can even be very blunt with them and to say hey we actually service enterprise companies um this might not be a good fit but it's a smarter way of doing it you can still have the efficiency of if you don't have you know sales reps available 24/7 but you can also uh, satisfy the need of someone who wants to talk to somebody right now or even just, like get a quick demo of what your product looks like immediately, uh, which you can't do just over necessarily a phone call without, you know, halfway through the phone call being like, Oh, let me send you a link to WebEx or to zoom or to whatever. Um, And then you have to wait two minutes for them to get the email. And then it's just kind of clunky and and that sort of thing. So, you know, being there when your customer wants to, and being smart about it and using pretty good logic behind the scenes, I think definitely helps streamline that whole process.
0: Absolutely. That was actually my next question is from the, We kind of talking about from the prospect or the customer's perspective, when looking at the SDR on the other side, what does that look like, that process? You're talking about like the smart contact forms when it comes to like qualification and then, you know, how does it look, what happens on the salesperson's screen or the SDR screen and kind of how do they get notified and what does that look like when they interact with that
2: request and then that person? Yeah, good question. The way it works is that um, there's several different ways to do an implementation. Um, Probably the most simplistic way is that we have a little piece of JavaScript that you copy and paste and put onto your website, just like you would use like a live chat product or or anything like that. And it will put a call to action button that will float on your site that says that you can customize, you can make it look like your branding and all that sort of thing. But essentially it says, want to talk to a salesperson right now? We have sales reps online. And then it will only show up if you actually have sales reps online and available to talk. So if you don't have people there, you can either have that widget go away or you can have it say, get or like schedule a demo and then we'll take them through the flow to actually schedule their own demo. But what it is, is once someone says, oh, there's a sales rep online, they click on that button. It'll pop up and then you can ask them a number of questions like their name or email address or what industry or you know anything you would have on a normal contact us or get a demo form that you would use like HubSpot Forms or Marketo or any of that stuff. And then we are in the process of building a rules engine that will allow you to qualify or disqualify that lead based on the things that they're saying. So if you say we only service people with a thousand plus employees, if they pick anything but a thousand, you can send them down one route which is like a self-service route and if they say they're a thousand plus and you have sales reps online what will happen when they hit connect is it will send a notification out to every single sales rep you have that's online and will essentially it's it's like a phone ringing essentially they'll get a push notification mm. a sound will play and then uh, one of your sales reps will grab that meeting request and they once they hit accept the customer the lead will actually see who grabbed that so in this case like oh Morgan Williams is going to connect with you to give you a quick demo uh, or do you know ask some qualifying questions and then so the salesperson literally just essentially gets it rings on their computer they hit accept and then the sales lead is shown who they're going to connect with and they literally just hit a button that says connect and then now all of a sudden you're both in an audio-based call in a room together and you're having a phone conversation they can dial in with the phone they can use audio on their computer just kind of like a like a normal screen sharing product you would use like mm-hmm. some of the other ones that are out there. But what we wanted to do was make it really easy for you to get into that. We're not trying to compete with the Zooms or WebExes of the world. What we're trying to compete with are, is the workflow that people use to get into a conversation with a salesperson. And so once that happens and somebody the salesperson actually accepts it, I mean, from the time that somebody's interested to the time they're talking to a salesperson, we're talking sub-15 seconds. They fill out their information. The salesperson sees immediately who they're talking to. They see the information about the company they're talking to, and they're away. So they can use that as a the ability for them to do you know ask qualifying questions like a normal SDR process and set up a you know more in depth call with a an AE later. Like you know if they're just doing kind of appointment scheduling, or we really think there's this opportunity for the you know what I'm going to say is the the art of the micro demo or the the ten minute demo, which is ask some qualifying questions and then find one thing in those qualifying questions. This is like, these are the things that we think SDR should do. At, find one thing that they think might be interesting or that's a particular pain point. And then just give them a like because you have the ability to screen share on this um, with both sides can screen share and neither side needs to download or install anything. Actually, the first ones to be able to allow both sides to screen share without downloading or installing anything. You can just say, let me show you one real quick thing and give them like a 30 second like tidbit of something that's like one of your kind of really your features, it's like a really big wow feature, or something that really, you know, solves a pain point they have, and then leave them like wanting more. And Mm. don't give them the full blown demo, don't give them like, you don't necessarily have to give the full personalized demo or anything. But because you're able to share your screen on that, ask the qualifying questions, get an appointment set up with the AE, but say, let me show you this one feature that we think you're really going to like, and then do the very quick 30 second overview. And then say, and then, you know, hey, you know, you know, Mary or Steve will, you know, follow up with you and do a customized demo for you. But I thought you might like to see that, and you'll leave them wanting more. That's all they can think about after that call. Is like, yeah. oh man, like uh, I was already interested in this product. They showed me this thing that I saw really quickly, but it, it solves the need I had. Um, I want to see more of this. Talk about peak excitement about your product. That's going to be one of the things that'll do that. They're much less likely to, you know, look elsewhere because now they talk to somebody immediately. They saw you know, one feature that really wowed them. And it was, you know, we're all talking, you know, sub 15 seconds to start talking to a salesperson, you know, a 10 minute call or less to get even more excited about it. And now they already have a follow up call scheduled with an AE. So um, those are kind of the workflows that we think are really interesting. Uh, we're adding some cool stuff around voice transcription as well. So you'll have, you know, an AE will have a fully searchable voice transcription of the meeting as well. So they know everything that went on. And a lot of these things are just kind of based on sales workflows. But the bottom line is we care about more people talking to your sales team in a super efficient way.
0: Yeah. And it's really meeting the customer where they are because, I mean, what do people do? They, they go to Google, type in, you know, best CRM for, you know, enterprise teams. And they get a, they go to a few articles, they go through those articles, they start looking at the products and they start opening up multiple tabs, checking out each one, looking at pricing, features, you know, all use cases, all sorts of stuff. And if you can really capture that person when they're in research mode, in information gathering mode, and get them scheduled at that time, that is massive. That's huge. I mean, that's it. It's so easy to lose people online because of all of the choices and avenues that buyers have now. So yeah, that's very impactful.
2: I mean, literally once somebody is researching your product... The moment they leave your website and look at a competitor, your chances of closing that sale go down dramatically. So if you can talk to them or engage with them while they're on your site and preferably do that in a customized way for them where you have an actual salesperson talking to them, those chances are going down dramatically to going up dramatically. And so the, the swing in terms of the chances of you closing that sale are huge.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. How have you seen users using your product Like specific use cases or scenarios. What are some cool things that you've seen people do with your product?
2: Yeah. So, we're like I mentioned earlier, we're in a closed beta with this right now with about 50 companies. So, you know, we're a pretty controlled sample size. We want to make sure that we're really building a product that people love. Um, We really care about obviously telling the story because this is a little bit, we're trying to educate the market. Like, this is a different way to do this. So, we're also learning as we go here. But um, for the most part, you know, we're seeing people using this in two ways, one of which is another net for someone to have an inbound sales lead contact them. So some people have still used you know, their traditional contact us forms because like, you know, in some ways people are like just used to doing that, fill out a form and somebody will get back to me. In other ways, we have someone just like put this button on their site in addition to their form. And so some people will contact them immediately. Some will fill out the form. Um, the coolest way I think is people actually not just having the call to action button, but actually integrating it with their forms in general. What's really cool is when someone fills out your HubSpot lead form or your Marketo lead form, and they hit submit. We can present them with a we have an API that allows you to present a fork in the road. So once they hit submit, we'll essentially do an API call, and if you have sales reps available and they're a qualified lead, um, we can now say, Hey, normally what happens is they're like, Oh, thank you for submitting your information. A sales rep will get back to you. Now what we can do is uh, when you implement our product and we integrate with HubSpot or our Marketo. Is uh, when they hit that submit button. If you have a salesperson available, it'll say, "Hey, we actually have a sales rep available right now. Would you like to just connect right now, and/or would you like to schedule a follow up later?" And so you give them that fork in the road, so they feel like they have they're in control. They get to pick what they want. And if you schedule the follow up for later, that's great because then they can obviously yeah, that's what your kind of normal process is. If they filled out that form and you already have it on your site and you have sales reps available, the ability to connect right then and there is really cool. So people using that in conjunction with the forms they already have on their site and offering the ability for an instant connection is probably the coolest way I've seen. And we're probably going to double down on that because I think that's just like smart business. And we can be really smart about it. Like If no one's online and they hit the submit button, you just go through the normal flow. You know, Someone will follow up with you to schedule it. And then, if someone is available, you can then say someone will follow up with you to schedule it, or you can connect right now. And so, it's really simple. It's one of those things you're like, why hasn't this existed? Yep. I mean, it's everyone uses Marketo forms or HubSpot forms or, or whatever. So you have a sales team, you have an SDR team in particular. Like, I mean, they're hungry for those leads. Like, yep. you, you you make more money the, the more deals you close or the more appointments you set. So you don't want them to leave. You know, integrate with the existing stuff that you're using, and you know that's one of the cool ways uh, that we've seen people use it. And then um, we're really excited about our transcription feature too. I know a lot of people use transcription for the sales piece through third-party applications, but in a lot of ways, we think that the majority of what people will use transcription for can actually just be built right into the core product. So the lead gen piece, the actual call screen sharing piece, and the transcription piece can all live in one product and be a much more cohesive product. And so really excited to launch that as well. That's a work in progress right now, but we're really excited about that. And As we talk to some of the folks that are in our beta, they're pretty excited about that.
0: Definitely. Definitely. That was actually my next question. So you kind of answered uh, uh, most of it there, but kind of what's on the roadmap for median over the next year or so, or, or kind of where you guys plan on taking things?
2: Yeah. So for us, the being smart about the workflows is the number one thing. So. Uh, kind of, you know, version, you know, 0.1, what I will call it, it, that's in our beta right now is, you know, something like, hey, be able to put a button on your site that somebody can click on and jump into a screen sharing session. Um, we're building the transcription piece now. So that'll be added as like a default part of the product. So you can, you know, do searchable transcripts. You can, like, I'm terrible about taking notes during meetings. So, you know, being able mm. to just search what the heck did I mention to them about pricing is game changing type stuff for me. And then we want to. We're going to spend a lot of time integrating with all of the tools that you use. So we need to on the front front end, you know, integrating with like do deeper integrations like HubSpot and Marketo. I think are really important. Um, on the back end, having that full text transcript, piped directly into the CRM that you're using. So if you're using HubSpot or PipeDrive or Salesforce, that contact record for that person should also have the searchable transcript that you have. That should also live in HubSpot as well, or that should also live in Salesforce as well. So um, we want that entire process to. To kind of go through there, and then a lot more deeper integrations with like scheduling software as well. So right now, we the logic we have for distributing those in, inbound leads is pretty simplistic. It literally just kind of rings everybody. But we know that we'll need to build in round robin and weighted round robining as well um, for people. And so those are all things that you know more sophisticated sales teams have and is important. But we do know that you know regardless of Weighted round robinning and round robinning are things that are important. But you know we haven't found that so far to be somebody who... like We haven't found teams that don't want to use our product because we don't have that yet. Because if you're a sales manager, you're like, well, I don't want to just like leave leads or leave potential sales deals on the table because I don't have the best way to distribute them yet. Mm-hmm. We'll kind of figure that out. But we, we know those are things that we'll, we'll need to build. I mean, those are things that people are asking for and um, make a lot of sense. So... You know, things like that, um, anything that's part of the sales workflow from literally the, the lead having interest in your product to the actual sales demo to the actual transcription. I think we can do some really interesting things with like battle cards as well. So we can bring up things like this is kind of a research phase, but, you know, if they're talking about a competitor and their pricing, like we should be able to real time bring up what you should say or what are good responses for that. Um, that's a little bit down the road, but those are all things that we should have. We we want to have an all-encompassing solution for anyone that does online sales demos, and um, those are the sorts of things that are included with that. And so, the roadmap is a million miles long. We're going to mm-hmm. kind of yeah. going to kind of go on the uh, things that are the highest leverage immediately, absolutely, um, and then kind of work our way down to the things that are a little more sophisticated and we can optimize more and and that sort of thing. But I'm sure there we'll add things or remove things from the roadmap as we just have some more folks using the product and have they have feedback or unique use cases that we didn't think of or, you know, we'll see opportunities that uh, that we didn't see before. And all that stuff is subject to change, but pretty excited about it. There's definitely a huge opportunity here and, and there's definitely a big gap in this market right now.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, Derek, it's been so great having you on the show. I really appreciate it. Um, people want to get in touch with you to ask you questions about today's chat or to if they're interested in what you're doing over at Median, how can they get in touch with you?
2: You can find us on our website at hellomedian.com. Come through on there. You can actually see the product in real time if you want to click on the, there's a widget in the bottom left-hand corner, pretty much any given time. If you want to click on that and actually just jump into a demo, you can see it. Uh, You can email me personally at Derek at HelloMedian.com. I'm super responsive to email. I mean, we're building a product based on kind of uh, real time or very quick responsiveness by sales folks. So we practice what we preach. Or you can find us on Twitter at at median. And those are probably the best places to to find us. Or you can find me personally on Twitter at at DHelman, D-H-O-M-A-N.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks so much again for joining me, Derek. Really do appreciate it. Thank you. Uh Bye-bye.
2: Bye.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. If you love what you heard, be sure to head back to morgandwilliams.com and go over to the podcast page for today's show notes and a ton of additional resources. But before you go, hit the subscribe button to avoid missing out on the next value-packed interview. Enjoy the rest of your week and make sure to take action.